Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, we're still in the middle of the series on going full-time in property and what I wanted to do towards the end of the series is have a couple of panel discussions. And you might imagine with certainly me involved that these panel discussions can perhaps run on a bit. So perhaps schedule it to be a one, <laughs> a one episode per panel discussion, but it's actually turned into two for two to two groups. The first group of which we're going to share today uh, are what I call the second steppers. So these people are pretty much full-time in property in one form or another, as you're going to hear. We have Carl, we have Anthony, we have Monica, uh, Sven and Daniel joining me for a panel conversation. So I think I've likened it to there's some way, some way down the track, um, not quite ready to put their feet up on the beach sipping pina coladas, uh, and I think I literally do use that reference. Um, but, you know, they're working and they're hustling and they're, they're at it, if you like. So we've obviously been speaking to a few people up until this point who, who've kind of generated uh, a substantial wealth or income stream through property and probably can put their feet up on the beach, actually. So this group here, the group of five who joined me today, um, they're partway down the track. So we're going to get a slightly different perspective. And that's the point of this. So there's going to be two parts to this particular conversation. And um, we get into some really, you know, interesting points about background and personal development and growth, what to look out for. So I hope you're going to enjoy this panel conversation. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, obviously after the part one and part two we're going to share here, we're going to actually have a conversation with what I call the newbies. They're not really newbies, uh, but, you know, they've, they're, they're perhaps, you know, ha- trying to get full time, trying to make it happen. So we're going to have a little bit of context, if you like. So we've looked back. Uh, people who've done it and how they how they've got there. We're looking at people who have started already and are some way down the path, and then we're going to sort of bring it to a close by looking at some people who are just starting out, and hopefully at the end of all that, we'll draw some conclusions and tie it all together. So there we go. Enough from me. Let's uh, cue in the conversation for part one of the uh, of, of the panel discussion with the second steppers right now. Hi everybody. Good to see a, a nice sprinkling and group of people. Bright sparkly, happy people in front of me here. How are you? Are you good? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Well, thank you. you. Fantastic. Well, this is going to be something of an experiment. We're midway through the uh, series on the Property Voice podcast, all about going full-time in property. And what I thought I'd do with this episode is a bit of a panel discussion from, I'm kind of loosely calling you second steppers. Maybe that's not, you know, I'm trying to use a property reference, second steppers. So, not quite at the stage yet where you can put your feet up and relax with the cocktails on the beach, which I kind of did double check before we came on air. I don't think anyone's quite in that category yet, are they? No, not quite. Not, 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 not but equally, you're not complete, not complete new beginners. Um, you're already working either directly in property or in a field connected to property with the intention of probably generating a substantial part of your income or indeed your wealth through property. Would that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be correct. Um, so we're in the right place then. Okay. With the right people. So that's the first thing to do. So what I thought we do is, is perhaps just go around 
the the table. This is always a bit difficult because who knows when to speak, but um, just go around the table. Just do a quick introduction, who you are, where you come from, uh, what sort of, um, just where you're at right now with property would be really helpful just to warm us all up so that we know when we start asking questions, ah, you know, that's where that person comes from. I know, I know what that means now. So anybody want to go first? I haven't got a running order. Let's see how this works. Uh, yeah, I'll go first, if you like. Go for it, Carl. Uh, so I'm Sven, been in property oh. for about eight years or so now. Um, started off with my business partner, just doing small flips, did a couple of flats and then uh, into bungalows, um, did about maybe eight bungalows, sort of two bed bungalows, just small things really. Uh, started overlapping them, um, then went into conversions. Did a few conversions sort of into flats and now going on to new builds. Uh, just started off with the first one. Fantastic. I, I, you may have, I don't know if you did it by, by uh, choice or not, Sven, but I think your video camera was switched off there just to let you know. Was it? Okay. But we, we didn't see you as you were talking. But maybe, maybe if you can get it working, you just give us a quick wave. Um, it's not working yet, by the way. Okay. I'll look at that. No problem. Well, you know, so thanks, Sven. Uh, so basically, you, and, and how long is, did you say you've been involved? Um, it's been about eight years with my business partner. I did one flat before that. Um, so, and then we started the businesses in uh, 2013. So it was, it was seven years. About seven years then. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So we migrated up and doing some conversions and developments more recently. Yeah, yeah, just um, a small uh, pair of semis we've just started. And just before we move on from you, Sven, is there anything else that you do, perhaps on other days of the week, maybe? Yeah, so just uh, I was doing, uh, when I was, so before this year, um, I was sort of doing property full-time, whereas but more like a builder, so I was actually hands-on and then doing the project management. But as things have slowed down uh, for various reasons, one being my business partner wants to sort of come out of the business, um, I've now actually had to go back on the building site for other people from Monday to Thursday. So uh, doing architectural metalwork, steel erecting from Monday to Thursday and then focusing on property on a Friday, which um, definitely keeps me busy. Sure it does. Sure it does. Well, we'll maybe come back to that, you know, and how the journey's changed a bit. But thanks, Sven, for sharing. Appreciate that. So um, now that we've got the first one out of the way and we know what to expect, who's uh, who's happy to go second? I'll go second. Um, hello, everyone. My name's um, Monica. Um, I've been in property probably about 15 years, dabbling in it, um, trading up for my own properties, keeping them, and then transferring those ones over to single lets, and then, um, well, moving them over to HMOs. So um, my husband and I work quite closely together. He does the the sort of the building work, site management work, and I, I kind of help with project management here and there. Um, so it's something that um, we are particularly hands-on with, and it's something we really need to step back from uh, for you know, numerous reasons. We're not getting any younger, and um, we really want to spend our lives um, making some kind of a difference, really, not just making money which is very, very important, no doubt. But um, I don't know whether it's a, um, you come to that stage in life when you realise life is more than just the money. It's about the impact. It's about 
you know, helping other people to, I don't know, achieve their own dreams and helping others along the way, making a difference. And that's been um, a powerful kind of driver for both my husband and I to look um, at what we're doing, how we're doing it, and um, seek to change that, to be far more passive in our focus. Um, and that, that in itself has been a challenge, but it's, it's, it's been hugely revealing. Um, I could go on. We've been, I've been part of Rich's apprenticeship program, which has been um, uh, quite, quite revealing, let's put it that way, and rewarding, may I add. And, um, yeah, here I am. Thank you, Monica. I mean, I have to dive into a couple of things. So um, you basically, uh, you, you're self-managing landlord, aren't you? Very much so. And also the project management and your husband doing some of the, the actual construction work on some of the refurbs and stuff you've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right, yeah. Very much in the business then, I guess. 101. <laughs> I don't, yeah, 101. I don't think we. I don't. I don't think we could be any more in the business than we are. So it's um, it's something that you know we. It's a, it's a business that we love. Um, we do we do enjoy what we do, but um, the, you know, the, the they're not that not just that there has to be a better way of doing it. There is. Um, Pursuing that and also, yeah, just like I said before, you know, um, seeing how we can make that difference really in life. Yeah. I want to just pause a little bit with you in particular on this make a difference thing. I don't know if there's anything you want to share at this point. Don't worry if you don't. But is uh, do you want to give us a clue what that might look like? Well, to say I haven't thought about this, it, 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 it's something that plays on my mind um, greatly and ever more so now um but i i i just think that um uh, individuals especially young people um they have so much going for them and it's about how do we facilitate that opportunity for them to grow and and make an impact and i think that if an individual has a secure base a secure home and um, has opportunities um, in their lives to build their skills and people to speak into their lives, they can make a massive impact, not just in their own personal lives, but in their community. So um, I'm looking at a housing and sort of educational fund whereby individuals are able to have um, homes that they help construct and, um, you know, they leverage the knowledge and expertise that they have gained during that process um, to go on and improve their lives. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot there's a lot there. Just a small goal then, really. Yeah? <laughs> no, it's brilliant. It's we, I mean, we probably get into it later about, you know, perhaps how things change along the way. You mentioned you've been involved for 15 years. We'll maybe come back to this for everyone. But, you know, you've already given us an insight there that things can change along the way. Um, and you know you, you can still take on big goals and visions, um, even though you've been involved for a while. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. You, so we'll we'll probably dive a bit deeper. But um, I'm going to just say, Carl, I saw you put your hand up there, and you tried to get in before Sven started yeah. to talk. So should we get should we get you in? Let's get you in. Oh, okay. 
All right. Um, yes, I'm Carl Gilbert. I'm, uh, I live in Basingstoke. Um, some of your audience might remember I was on the um, your podcast, having done your apprenticeship. Um, so I've been, um, the bulk of my professional career was working in IT as a project manager. Um, that was for about 15 years or so. Um, I've been in, involved in property for about 10 years, working on smaller projects, gradually building up a portfolio. Um, fairly passive in certain aspects. So in the last few years, I've been more active in, in getting more involved and immersing myself in property, knowing that I've kind of tested the water and it's something that I want to get, I've always wanted to be more involved with. So in um, early 2019, um, my hand was forced slightly um, with some life-changing life events whereby I had an opportunity to go full-time in property, which I I took, um, have, then shortly afterwards did your apprenticeship. Um, so most of last year was training and strategizing um, and, and kind of trying to formulate a, a path to follow, uh, which was really the bulk of the apprenticeship. Um, so that was very, very useful. And then coming into this year, um, really putting in my strategy, strategy into action, which is um, commercial conversions, primary office to residential. So um, a solid year so far, working to find find opportunities and building my network. That's uh, where what's brought me to here now. Is what brought you to here now? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, you were careful with how you explain that. I'm not going to push you, but you know, sometimes we get pushed into a certain direction. Let's say because of life events or. Um, a boss, you know, who perhaps wants to take control. I know that's what, what happened with you here particularly, but, you know, yeah. but, you know, and sometimes, would you say it was a necessary push? I don't know. It, it was, because um, it was more of a catalyst. Um, so I had plans to to go full-time in property um, and I had already decided to join your apprenticeship with that, that view in mind, with that goal in mind. So um, I think I was um, fortunate in, in that I had the means to give myself a runway to, to put my plans into place and bring about change. So um, it, was, it was, I didn't choose to go through it again, but it was, just, it was yeah, make, make the most of the opportunities, make the most of bad situations. Yeah, I think that's a recurring theme with a lot of people who are either in full-time, full-time in property or aspiring to be is kind of making the most of the opportunities or perhaps the reverse is to uh you know then what's the phrase come on anthony's got a phrase for me um don't know why i'm picking on you anthony for actually for that comment but uh, i'm probably just <laughs> yeah, looking at a segue to bring you into the conversation as well <laughs> sorry you want my intro then uh, <laughs> uh, so you can skip my my question my leading question <laughs> your intro Cool. Um, well, Anthony Boyce is my name. Um, I've been property investing for probably about four and a half years, uh, just coming up to five maybe. Um, I've been an architectural technologist or designer uh, for probably 18 years, um, sort of during obviously the investing time as well. Um, so I, I guess I'd kind of, um, I've been working at kind of doing what I'm doing now for well, myself and property investors and just never 
never really uh, thought about getting involved myself. Um, and it was only when I kind of read Rich Dad, Poor Dad that I kind of sort of took a look at myself and decided to uh, pull my finger out and, and get going. Um, from there, I've um, got buy to uh HMOs, service accommodation. Um, I've started um, the property thing with, uh, as Richard said, Paul Million, who was on here the other day. Um, and yeah, just just at that point now where things are finally starting to, um, the projects are getting bigger, a uh, bit more bit more juice on them. Um, so yeah, commercial conversions, doing a little bit of new build as well. Uh, yeah, so just just bigger bigger, more attractive returns, really. So, yeah, fingers crossed next year I will be on the beach with the uh, the mojito or whatever. So <laughs> was um, there. Um, don't you have a beach up in Darlington? I'm pretty sure you do, don't you? Do I have a what, sorry? You're a beach up in Darlington? A beach? No, well, only when they put one in the marketplace, but uh, that's just... I mean, that's just sand from the local river or Skern or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> no worries, just to clarify as well, are you still doing the architectural technician stuff alongside property investing? I am, I am, yeah. So I've, I've kind of, um, I did want to kind of make a jump from the architectural stuff into just full-time property, but uh, I've, I've gone full, sort of full-time in my own firm uh, March just before Corona hit. Um, so yeah, still, I'm full-time property, but I have to do a hell of a lot more work with the architectural side than than I was initially planning to do anyway. So yeah, a bit of everything still. It's interesting. We've already heard a couple of people saying they're doing more than one thing. They're you know, working in property, working on a a business separate to that, or they've got a runway, as you know, Carl referred to. So you know, it's not just make that giant leap and just you know, shit or bust. It's it's like perhaps there's more of a migration path sometimes. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, initially, when, when I was employed, I'd, I'd kind of done that scaling back. So I'd gone from a five-day week to a four-day week down to a three-day week. And then when I've gone full-time on, on, on my own business, it's gone up to a seven-day week again. So <laughs> it, it was kind of working out as as you read in books, you know, you scale as you develop a bit more portfolio income. But yeah, it's, it's gone full circle and I'm just flat out now. So. Wow. Yeah. I, may, I maybe shouldn't have been on this podcast. Actually, I'm not a good. I'm not a good advert at the minute. <laughs> no, I think you are. I mean, you know, we're trying to get authentic, real case studies. Um, I think you're definitely one of them. Uh, a real authentic <laughs> case study. So yeah, thanks for coming and sharing. Um, and I think you know, there's a saying, isn't there, that you know, someone you know, someone who uh, wants to run run their own business will work 80 hours a week for themselves to avoid working 40 hours a week for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> No, that, that, that is very true, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> cool. We'll come back to that story, I'm sure. You mentioned one book already, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think um, a lot of people, some nods there, people read that book. Yeah. Yeah, many years ago now, but yeah. Daniel, you said yeah, so let's get you into the conversation. Let's hear a bit about yourself. <laughs> All right, well, I'm uh, Daniel, based in Bolton, Greater Manchester. Um I actually got into property accidentally. I, I, I was I put a deposit down on a half-built house with no roof on, um, and I spoke to a developer bloke who I know, and I said, "We just have a look at it for me." You know, I didn't know what I was doing. I just had I had spare time because I had a company running that I owned. I didn't really need to do much. I was just sort of overseeing it. So I thought I'll. I'll have a do at this uh, this house. I'm a bricklayer by trade, but I've not been into it for quite a while. Um, and it turned out the characters had been exposed for a while. So 
you know, the big red flag. So I ended up just throwing the towel in. I just left the deposit and I asked the guy, I thought, well, you know, I could have come on stuck big time there. So I said, have you got anything ongoing at the minute? And they had a, you know, a site in Bolton, very nice site, you know, some bespoke houses, more or less, four to 5,000 square feet, underground parking, conservation area, gated development, you know, really nice, really nice thing. So I asked if I could just come and mimic his site manager for a while, you know, just to, just free of charge, really, just to learn. You know, his site manager ended up leaving, so I became his site manager. Um, after about, well, a few years, I've come out of that deal, and now I've gone on to something smaller because it was very difficult, that. Um, now, in the middle of commercial conversions, just commercial to residential, um, a few sidelines as well is a friend of mine asked me to project manage uh, a couple of apartments for him, so I'll do that. And uh, also looking at uh, creating a fund at the minute to buy below market value properties wholesale and uh, then selling them retail, you know, either to sources, back on auction, develop them ourselves and you do whichever with that. So that's what I'm on with at the minute. Plenty. Well, I was just about to say that there's quite a lot of uh, different strands to what you've just talked about, and a lot of that has emerged quite recently as well, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Since being on the, the apprenticeship programme, really, you know, it's uh, it's opened my eyes into what's, what you can do. Do you know, I never knew it was possible to, to do the things that are possible. Do you know, I come from a small town, and if someone said you can earn... <clears throat> You know, a million pounds quite easily. I thought they were just talking nonsense or they were liars, you know. But I think if you get a few good, solid people around you, you know, who you trust, I'm not saying it'll be easy, but it's definitely doable. You know, we're out running around like an absolute lunatic working 400 hours a week. You know, these things are possible. Yeah, some really interesting things you just said in that chair. I mean, the whole thing about what's possible and having good people around you for a start. But... Um, the other thing is you said that you were, well, I don't know if you said, but I think you've taken the approach and you definitely said with the development project, that first one, that uh, luxury development, that you became the site manager. I mean, it, you were effectively managing that site for well quite some time, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, about two and a half years it were, yeah. And, you know, it were, uh, it were very, very difficult um, because, you know, when you're bricklaying, you know about bricklaying and about your job. But when you've got, you know, underground basements leaking, you know, tanking systems, dealing with, you know, there were two million pound price tag these up in up in the north. So you can imagine the neighbours weren't just your average neighbours. So they were, you know, they'd write essays to the council about the smallest things. If they were, plus they were in a, a conservation area, so it was just a very delicate site to. It was basically jumping in at the deep end in a big way. Not just in the deep end, in the sea. You know. <laughs> in the big wide ocean. <laughs> yeah, um, with a few sharks kicking about as well. <laughs> and even now, uh, I believe that you, you know, you you're project managing and probably I don't know if you're still on the tools a little bit with uh, one of the projects at least that you you're running yeah. out. Yeah. Well, with the lockdown, it were it were hard work to get trade, so I thought why not? You know, you can't stand stand still really. Mm. Yeah. So, 
Brilliant. Yeah, okay. well, I could have done, but I wouldn't have gone anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, we may come on to it later, but I know that you, um, you know, you don't like to hang about. Let's say that, and you do like to plan your time and your day and be very, very active. Yeah, I've got. I, I have got a very strict routine, but I'm. I've, I function best doing that. You know, I'm up at ten to five every morning. You know, I've got. I do meditate, go for a run, throw some sprints in there, learn something new. So that's before six o'clock or half six at the latest. Listen to a book on the way to work. Do the working day. So, you know, the normal working day that a normal person will do. Come home, meditate again, try and learn something new. Doss about with the kids, do your family life, and then, you know, read before going to bed. Just try and consume as much knowledge as I can. Yeah. Anybody else have that that sort of... You know, approach like a routinized approach, including both work or business activities, family, and personal development. I've kidded myself I should start it, but <laughs> you you should start it, should you? Um, well, I, I, I've always I've, I've started reading books and, and things like that who say about the routine, and I can see a massive benefit in it, but yeah, I, I get maybe a couple of weeks in and it, it disappears so. Yeah, it's something I'd like to get into my life, but it's just yeah, so up and down at the minute. It's it's difficult to do. And I know it just grows, grows organically. You know, if you'd have told me ten years ago you'd be reading books, I'd tell you you're talking nonsense. You know, yeah. I think I got a level two in my GCSEs for reading because I hated it with a passion. But now I love it because I know what you can achieve through the, the you know through the learning. It's the time you get up in the morning that's uh, <laughs> the worry. Right, you know. Well, I would get up at five, but that that ten to five, I've got you brush my teeth and get my running gear on, so that gives me ten minutes. It's like a, I'm like a Swiss watch. <laughs> what about? Uh, I, I think Carla, Monica, you were about to speak. I can't actually see Sven. I don't know if your camera is working. Oh, it's again, sorry. It's okay. Internet um, a bit dodgy. Who else wants to add to this part of the conversation about habits, routines, and development? I was going to say that routine has been one of the biggest challenges I've faced, um, certainly during the lockdown and and working on this full time. You you lose the structure of kind of going to work, and um, so having a routine in the mornings has really helped. Um, and using my calendar a lot, so I I like to fill up the calendar. So I've got a weekly planner, a weekly schedule that lays out my week on an ideal basis. And then each day or each night before I'd, I'd fill in my calendar um, as per my schedule or whatever's coming up. So that helps. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that, you know, I suppose at the end of the day, you, you get to know yourself, don't you? When you're at your peak and when you're not yeah. so productive and, I have to go with Daniel here. I'm a I'm a four five o'clock in the morning um, yeah. kind of a, a individual. Um, you know, meditation for me is, is is kind of prayer and then kind of listening to some anything that's soothing. I love podcasts. I can zoom podcasts. You know, <laughs> things like and audio books. Um, but yeah, it, it's I think it's about for me personally. It's about being we're very conscious of things that are happening around us. But I think when we're attentive, we're feeding our subconscious as well. And and that's like a, 
that's like our superpower, isn't it? It kind of gives us that boost. We don't we don't see it all the time or feel it, but it's there helping us along the way. So I think for me personally, um, having a routine, being mindful about what I allow to kind of flow between my ears is extraordinarily powerful, um, you know, because otherwise I'm just, I'm prone to the drift. And um, it can be really, yeah, it can, it can be a, a rapid slide. So, um, yeah, having, having, having structure, just knowing when you're at your best, you know, and, and doing your high level activities first and being persistent about that is something that, um, yeah, has, has been very helpful. I think, but Brian Tracy, did Brian Tracy eat that frog or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard, but I think it, it, it's the rewards are there. Yes. Um, when one contends for this, that's my experience anyway. Brilliant. There's some, something of a pattern, a theme emerging. And Sven, I wanted to bring you in. I don't know if you're still there. I think you probably are. Yeah, I'm still here, still listening. So what about the idea on habits and personal development? Got any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I agree that everyone has their own sort of the best time of day for them. Um, mine's the morning as well. Sometimes I have to leave for work at five, though. So I don't know uh, getting up. Um, Daniel said 10 to 5 so uh, that's early enough for me I think to go to work but I think there's a good book Atomic Habits James and that's uh, I took quite a lot from that and um, just about once you start habits it's actually easier then to connect them up to other habits and small habits then turn into large habits and that's when you, you sort of compound effect and that's when you really start to get things done well and another sort of thing I took from, I think it was Tim Ferriss, um, probably the four-hour work week, um, where he says to like um, make sure you know what's important for that day and uh, do that first before anything else. So that starts with fascination. Yeah. And you know, once you've done the most important things, the, the sort of things you need to do, then the rest of the day is not so important. Very interesting. As I say, a bit of a pattern there. I think one of my favourite quotations comes from a guy who may have said it before. Sorry if I'm repeating myself. It's uh, Charlie Tremendous Jones. And he, he says, he said, um, we'll be the same person as we are in five years' time, but for the books that we read and the people that we meet, around, but worse to that effect. And, um, of course, I think books can mean any kind of learning resource. And the people that we meet is it's kind of networks. Um, so it's funny, actually, coming back maybe to Anthony because he's got a dirty, great big sign behind him. Um, this is, let's have a look at what it says, uh, Anthony, first of all. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what is the property thing, first of all? Um, well, it's a uh, property network, property and business networking event um, that we, we set up in the northeast of England in Darlington. Um, and, it, yeah, it was mainly I'd seen, uh, well, I'd, I'd been to the events uh, like the PPNs and the PIMs and that kind of thing in the area, really enjoyed them, um, learned a lot of valuable uh, knowledge, uh, met a lot of new contacts, very useful, um, but they they all shut down. Um, so we, we kind of didn't have uh, our little boys club um, or anywhere to go and crash at. So we decided to, to put our own on and uh, it, it's, worked, it's worked brilliant, to be honest, so far, um, other than lockdown kind of putting the skids on it at the minute um 
so yeah, just looking forward to to to, to starting that up again. Really, um, so the, the the people, just having a chat with people like yourselves, uh, the, the stuff that you find out, little ideas and uh, new strategies and, and and just little things like that that can lead to to great opportunities. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of of networking in in a face to face environment. I'm still a bit still a bit weird with the old Zoom thing. It's a bit <laughs> I don't know, just the time delay and stuff, but. Yeah, looking forward to the people interaction again. We might all have to get used to the Zoom thing, but uh, let's see. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, well, you've got Atomic Habits on your reading list now, if you didn't have it before. Um, I'm, I'm sure I've downloaded it already, yeah. <laughs> so um, we've, we've talked, to, and that's a segue into, we, I brought you in specifically because you're running a networking group. Um, so, and a couple of people have touched on having people around you. Um, let's just dive into that a little bit more. So there's there's kind of networking and then there's support, let's say, or professional support and teams around us. You, what are your thoughts on that? What have you learned as you've gone so far um, down the track? And anyone can dive in if they've got something to, to say on that, type, that part of it. Um, I've got something to say on this one. Um, I recently joined the mastermind group and um, I've, I've sat back and I've, I've seen the level of activity. And um, I must say, I was, um, or have been taken aback. In a good way or a bad way? In a good way, in a good way, but there could have been, there could have been, there could have been two outcomes from that. There could have been total overwhelm oh my goodness, what have I been doing? I really need to sit up here. How am I going to, you know, how am I going to, you know, rise to what's been going on here? Uh, or, as I have come to now embrace, Monica, you need to tie up your shoelaces and you need to strap yourself up and raise your game. But that's been as a direct result of kind of um, putting my self out into the unknown for me so um and that's sort of kind of being around others who have interest in property and not just property but it it, it covers the whole sphere of, of of life really and that's been um that's been kind of i mean it's 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 been more than what i thought it would be in the sense that i thought it was very good, much going to be property focused but because of the I suppose because of the diverse nature of this particular mastermind group, it's 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 challenging on many many fronts, and um, it's a good thing because um, it, I, I I strongly believe it's going to hold me up here on on in in several areas of my life, not just pro, um, professionally but also personally. So, in answer to uh, Richard Richard's question. Um, you know, surrounding yourselves with others is um, like-minded individuals is is very powerful. There's that saying, isn't there? That you know, when you're when you walk beside somebody, you you your speed adjusts to their speed. Do you see what I mean? And that's what I'm hoping is going to happen here. That I'm going to speed up a bit. So yeah, that's 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 me. That's a really good contribution. Thanks, Monica. Anybody else on this theme? Don't have to. But about working. Well, I, I thought you said something really important there, and, and it, it kind of goes back to the, the networking as well. I mean, I'm a big um, believer that, yeah, you, you surround yourself with the right people and good things happen to you. And I guess that's kind of what, what's happened to me, you know, just, just from 
going networking and uh, you're surrounding yourself with others that you're looking up to. I mean, yeah, to say his name again, Paul Million, he's, he's got quite a nice portfolio. Um, whereas when I started I'd, networking, I probably had what one or two properties. But just by being around those sort of people, you, you kind of, your, your mindset lifts to that kind of level as well. And then just all of a sudden, you know, things start happening. So, yeah, big big believer in, in surrounding yourself with the right people on that one as well. So, yeah, whether that's a, a mastermind or networking or paying for mentorship from someone who's, who's who's already at that level. But, yeah, big benefits in that anyway. Brilliant. I don't know if there's more there, but there's kind of there's kind of two main themes there, isn't there? Because you've got, uh, let's say, your, your professional team around you or your workers, so people doing the trades, people who support you on property projects, like, you know, professions, literally. So is that part of it? Um, you could even have a, a kind of a partner in crime, not a partner in crime, but, you know, business partner maybe. But then there's this other bit about, you know, personal growth and development, um, yeah. raising your your thinking, or thinking outside the box, smashing through the glass ceilings. Um, Napoleon Hill's um, book, wasn't it? Um, Think and Grow Rich. Focus quite a lot. There's been a lot of book references here. Um, so it sounds like a book club meeting, Carl. <laughs> it's, uh, anyway. it's also the accountability as well, Richard. You know, you can tell yourself you're going to do X, Y, and Z, but you can also not do it and you're not accountable. Whereas if you tell a group of people you're going to do X, Y, and Z, you're going to, you know, you're going to be trying not to look like a clown, really. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I found, anyway. Well, it's easy to let yourself off, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. One of the things I found with um, masterminds and mentoring is the the support and guidance you can get um, from those more experienced and the confirmation and reassurance on your own strategy and your own trajectory to to get that feedback as to how you're doing, how you're performing, what, what direction you're heading in. Because um, certainly in my case, going into full-time, I, I didn't do that transition. I, I, I fit from one to the other with the, with the runway, as we mentioned earlier. So having the, 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 the assurance that, um, that I'm kind of going in the right direction, I've got a strategy that's, that's, um, that's going to work. I mean, obviously, I've got alternative options at different points if I need to. I can flex. Um, pivot if I need to but um yeah surrounding yourself with with people with um the experience is, is very beneficial so we've talked about the kind of the personal development and um networking just maybe to round off this part of the conversation I dare say we're going to split this into two episodes now just so you're aware um what about professional growth and development or business, you know, like for more formal skills, let's say that. Anybody be doing anything in that respect to better themselves or their business more formally? Oof. <laughs> 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 no, no, nothing, nothing. <laughs> oh, uh, Richard, my, my other half, she's, uh, she set up a letting agent. Uh, so she's uh, gone to get accredited by... I can't remember which, which firm it is. Um, but alongside her, I thought I'd do the qualification myself, you know, just for just, just for the sake of it, really. But little things that you take from from them, from those, you know, they help you quite a bit. Things that you won't think about. Yeah. Just jump into it. Yeah. 
Maybe not a lot of take up on that one. But um, I think <laughs> I became an accredited landlord with what is now the NRLA. Um, I'd recommend that even if you plan not to manage your own properties, just to keep be aware of legislation. Um, of course, if you're going to get involved in other specialist sides of uh, the property business, it's probably worth getting some kind of uh, awareness. It doesn't have to be like a formal qualification. Although if you were listening to the podcast this week, Damien Fogg was the guest and he became a chartered building surveyor and he also worked in a letting agency because he wanted to see uh, the business from the inside out. I mean, I, get, I dare say, Anthony, you're, you're working on the inside to some extent anyway with um, your architectural technician work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, I, well, I, I don't know what other people do, but I mean, I absorb, like, like others have already said, a lot of podcasts, Audible, you know, I read all the industry magazines and, and that kind of thing. So um, I, I guess I'm keeping up to date with, with what I need to know anyway, it just it just becomes second nature, and you don't realise you're doing it, kind of thing. Yeah, and we should. I can't see you, Sven, because I know you've you've got issues with the internet connection. I hope you're still there. Yeah, uh, still there. Good. Uh, and maybe you've got something on this this part of the segment, you know, about your background, I guess, professionally or from a trade point of view. Um, yeah, I mean, look, like I said um, at the start, I work on building sites um, from Monday to Thursday. Um, so I do see the residential side of it. <coughs> what's um, sometimes what's fashionable. Also, sometimes you can see some cost-cutting ideas. Um, also, like how a how a site is run. So the, the practical side of when you actually get onto site, how it's all structured. Um, probably nosier than most on site as well so end up going in the office and just bothering people um but yeah it's, it's all it, even though it's not quite property related how i want it to be um and it's a lot harder work um than doing it they're physically physically harder anyway um, yeah it, it definitely gives you an insight of how things are on a commercial like a large scale commercial site Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.